Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Comedy Quarter, the only EU ratified podcast in this city, with me, your host, Jay Burnley. And in a week where a double dip recession loomed large, it was explained by the government that this meant that most households would only be able to afford to feed their family on a diet of childhood sweets. Mum get the orange sherbet, does the cherry, and the kids get the swizzle stick. All is in safe hands though, as Chancellor George Osborne received the full backing of one of the top financial organisations, GQ magazine, winning their Politician of the Year. Uh, allegedly beating off stiff competition uh, from Margaret Moran, Tony Blair, Rod Bogajevic and Muammar Gaddafi. The comedy quota, currently googling two of those last four names. But before we collect our Nobel Comedy Prize, here's the quota of what's on the show. 60% Gavin Webster. All young people are... 30% Andy and Dave from What Comedy. Yeah, I'm off a bit of bugling. And 10% the Stan staff, giving you 100% of the EU recommended Edinburgh Comedy Roundup. After almost a week of covering the Edinburgh Fringe, and it took almost another three weeks to recover from that. And one of the reasons from this was that the, it was a come down of me doing my first proper stand-up gigs uh, with Muck Comedy. Uh, big thanks to them. Uh, and luckily I was given a guiding hand uh, from all of the group and uh, I managed to lure two of the other comics into my flat for an interview. Here it is. I'm with uh, Andy and Dave from Muck Comedy. So you've been doing the Muck Comedy stuff. Uh, how's it all been going for you? Yeah, not too, not too bad really. First... First couple of shows, bit of a struggle down to weather, people not really in the mood and crowds a bit sporadic, but uh, come Thursday, Friday nights, people more in the mood, more people coming. More venues have been full to the yeah, point, haven't they? More comedy savvy audience. Yeah. So uh, it's all come together at the right time. No, it's when we had the comedy savvy audience, it wasn't working. It's <laughs> not better now, it's gone great. The afternoon gigs were the day when we turned up. There was a load of guys at the back that were really just... Oh, yeah. Well, they annoyingly, they, they were getting a better response than uh, the headliner, which is never never good, especially for the headliner. Yeah. Because the best line, the best heckle was the headliner said, Oh, do you know what happens in Liverpool when we have two days of sunshine? And what happens, shout, You go looting! Yeah. <laughs> and, and his line was nowhere near as strong as that. A so. big laugh, and he wanted to have a good comeback right away, and he didn't. And then um, they said, followed up with that by saying, "When's John Bishop on?" And he went, uh, "Oh, he's not here." And I went, "Well, how about Harold Bishop, Emily Bishop, like that?" <laughs> and more people were turning around to watch the guys at the back. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with us. <laughs> if we're not careful. They're gonna take the you know cut of the bucket. Like, it's yeah. our show. These guys. They took the bucket anyway. Too all mic'd up. <laughs> so what, it, what, what makes you want to come up to to Edinburgh and do it here? You, you obviously do stuff in Liverpool, but is it is this the mecca of comedy or is it just sort of? Like I reckon so. Yeah, I'm never in a month Sundays ever would I have thought of one day of being able to you know do do say you can truly say the people that I've done the fringe have performed at Edinburgh. I mean, you know, and we are doing it and continually doing it. And not only doing it, but, you know, doing it well, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> not blowing my own trumpet. I, 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 I don't know about that. <laughs> no, but That's I'll show you want to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his own trumpet. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been brilliant, you've been rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. He's a street performer. No, but you know what you mean? You can't. Kind of, there's, there's some people who could just go, oh, I'd love to do that, yeah, but never get round to doing it. And uh, I suppose we fall into the second camp of going, I wouldn't mind doing that, and then actually doing it because it's, it's, it is an opportunity, definitely, you know, to, to be able, it's, it's a privilege in a way to be able to say, I perform this part of it. You might be at the biggest venues, you know, you might be a name or anyone, but you, you know, you can just put it on the CV and genuinely say, I've, I've been there, I've stood up on stage, 
Um, if it's in a, even if it's in a cave, you know, <laughs> if, if Batman wants to go on holiday for a bit, <laughs> it's Le- open house. Lisa's out his back cave yeah, for the comedy yeah. festivals. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we're in there, and it's it's just good to say that yeah, I was there, did it, and you know, just get to see a load of other shows as well. It's not all about you, you, you. I mean, it's great to see other performers in weird venues as well, like caves, pubs, street performances, you know. The full mooners as well, all like flash mob stuff that yeah. happen at the drop of a hat. It's just, it's just great, especially if you're genuinely a fan of comedy. I think it, it, that's the extra frisson for it. Yeah, for yeah. So, uh, if we want to catch you, either of you in Liverpool, uh, do you do anything regular, or is it more comedy, or is there anywhere you more comedy? More comedy, um, Frog and Bucket in Preston, and Manchester. I won the Frog and Bucket in Preston. I like the way you leaned back as you did that, then you went, I won the, uh, I am brilliant. That was a self-congratulatory stretch. Yeah, (laughs) don't do yourself an injury there with your (laughs) self-congratulation, you're trying to pat your back. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, mucks, gigs seem to be getting cut down a bit, don't they? There's not as many as there used to be. Yeah, sadly, uh, venues don't seem to be putting the kind of effort in that we're we're expecting of them. I mean, um, they they go down so well, but then I think they only seem to have like a a shelf life of so far. They go brilliantly to begin with, or they all go brilliantly, but some of them have a shelf life and uh, they just naturally just peter out. But uh, also envy as well. (laughs) But also, uh, damn Josh Widdicombe's lawyers will be onto you as well. Well, envy, envy, envy as well is another one that seems to be doing the business. So uh, envy, yeah, we're on we're, yeah, we're down for that. So it's just where was that? Was what, what, is that the corner one, from? It's the old one four seven on I think it's Fleet Street. The old fan, is it? Oh no, yeah, and the one four seven snooker halls. Yeah, pool snooker hall. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's that's a great by, way by to the yeah. 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 <laughs> so thanks, thanks for coming on to the show and uh, no, being interviewed. And uh, right, okay, let's go get drunk. So big thanks to all the muckers uh, that went up there, uh, Bannermans and Whistle Binkies, two of the best named uh, bars up there, uh, especially our team captains, uh, Lynn and Steph, who put a lot of work into those shows. Uh, and if you want to get involved, go online to www.muckcomedy.com uh, and you'll be able to find out more about the organisation and how to do some stand-up in Liverpool. Now, we here at the Comedy Club, so we always try and aim to take you behind the scenes of the uh, comedy establishment, uh, especially when we miss getting into one of the shows, uh, like I did at the stand with Steve Gribbin, uh, sorry Steve, uh, due to traffic from the tattoo uh, and uh, visiting dignitaries, thanks to them. Uh, luckily, the lovely bar staff at the stand, the stand too in particular, didn't mind talking quietly as the show went on uh, to the drunk at the end of the bar, which was obviously me. So uh, I'm here in the stand and I've just missed Steve Gribbin's show and he's going to be really upset about that and I should have gone in. Uh, but I'm here with Nick Nick and Hannah, Hannah, uh, who working behind the bar. Um, how, how's it been so far? We're in, sort of halfway through. Have you, are you fed up yet? Or? I think a lot of people are kind of grumpy. Yeah, it's, it's starting to start to push on people a bit. <laughs> it's starting to pick up steam as well. So the busier it gets, the more stressed people get. I think. He do, he've done this every year, sort of. I don't mean all the festivals since nine, whenever it is. But, um, I've done it for the last five years. I've done here for the last four. Yeah, I've, I've done it four years in a row, and uh, last two have been up here, I guess. 
What's, what's the stand like? It's sort of like they tend to have decent comedians here. Like, well, I say decent. Oh, they're all decent. But like Stuart Lee and they're, they're all wonderful comedians. Is, is, is the stand got an aura about it because it's just sort of the stand is. I've worked in a few comedy clubs, and the stand is the best by far because the owner Tommy Tommy actually cares about comedy, yeah. which makes such a difference. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, and, and most of the people that work here have worked here forever since it opened basically there's a real family feel around it mm. so like when I started working here even though I was new I was accepted really quickly and everybody works really well together there's no no bitching <laughs> a bit but people get over it really quickly <laughs> we're all friends here so we, even if everyone gets angry and annoyed at each other we'll just yeah, yeah. make up eventually and do you, do, you ever get, do you ever get time to sort of go out and see any comedy during the during the festival, or is it just sort of like a long hard slog and you just? There is a bit of time, but it's it's hard to force yourself, especially when you're tired, to actually do it. Mm. When you when you bar staff and you don't want to be around yeah. drunks. Um, I try to see I try to see all the shows that are in here because this is where I work all the time, and I, it's make, it's easier to tell customers come and see these shows if you've actually seen them. Who, who, who would you who would you advise people to go and see this year? Understand. Well, my personal favourites of the shows I've seen so far were Tony Law. Um, oh, he's amazing, yeah. He's my favourite comedian. <laughs> uh, Bridget Christie. Seymour Mace I haven't seen yet, but he's another one of my favourites, so I'm definitely going to. Yeah. Uh, Simon Munnery is Munnery. always amazing. So what's your, your favourite thing about the festival? Obviously, you're stuck behind the bar for, for the majority of it, and you have to, like you say, you have to deal with the drunks, but... Yeah. The best thing, I think, is just the atmosphere. I mean, there's a lot of tourists who are kind of annoying, but there's so many artists as well. <laughs> and there's, there is a sort of buzzing artistic atmosphere that yeah. I personally do all my best artwork around this time, just before oh. the fringe and at the end, just because, you know, it's energising, I think. The stand staff there making the stand venue my favourite place on the fringe this year for comedy. Um, but while I was outside uh, of Steve's show, I was fortunate enough to bump into Top Bloke and Jolly Funnyman, uh, just in case you can't put a uh, place's accent in the following interview, Gavin Webster. Um, we went across the street uh, from the stand and had a pint and a bit of a chat about his career, his show, uh, and asked questions about asking him questions. Um, I'm here with Gavin Webster. You've, you've uh, performing at the stand, which is a great venues, stand two. Stand um, two, yes. Your, your, your show this year is called... Can you see it? I'll bleep it if it needs to be. All right, it's uh, all young people are <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so, how long have you been doing this for? How, how did you get into comedy? And, and I've so been doing comedy now since 1992 stroke three. Christ. I started in a double act. And then uh, I did my first gig on you in February 1993 in a pub in Gateshead. <clears throat> so, you know, it's a glamorous start. <laughs> And then I take it it went all well, and, and the first got... one did. But then after that, it you know it struggled and never really got found my voice until about um, I don't know ninety five, ninety six, ninety six maybe I'd say. What, Three what, years in, you know. What, what, what kind of style did you start off with? Is it the same as what you do now? Because this this show is um, is it? Am I right in saying it's like a little bit political or a little bit uh, ranty? It is, kind it is, of? Yeah, yeah. I was always a bit shouty and ranty. Yeah. yeah. From 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 day one, really. You know, it was what you it's what you. What I did. It was it's probably because I used to, I used to work in um, factories and things, and that's probably where the shoutingness comes from. Mm. Um, working factories, working the building sites, working factories, and then went to college as a mature student, and then was on the dole and did it because I had nothing to lose. 
do you think there's a, there's a uh, kind of um, similarity between Geordies uh, and Scousers in terms of a lot of the stuff that you did today I think would translate very very well to Liverpool do you, do you think there's an affinity there or do you see well, things between, in the same way yeah, well there's a, um, there's a lot of cities I do well in and it tends to be the tends to be the big working class cities you know yeah. in uh, Liverpool and Glasgow and Manchester and uh, you go down to Cardiff and places like that yeah. places with a industrial background you know generally the north of England central yeah. Scotland Belfast I've always done well in those cities yeah. Birmingham even as well you know there's a bit of car industry history and everything yeah. you know? Do you think there's a move back to uh, towards um, alternative, the, the kind of alternative comedy of the early '80s, where there was, you know, a lot of things about Thatcher. And it was, it was, well, again, mentioning some of the stuff in your in your show. That um, is it. Do you reckon it's going to go back to that, where it starts to become a bit more political and people are questioning things, or is it going to be observation? It's still going to be observational, I guess, <laughs> onto the mainstream. But perhaps maybe there may be two camps, which will be exciting. Yeah. Mm. One, one or the other. Because I think they all they all merged a few years ago, didn't they? Yeah, never really. It's just a circle. Young people are brought up; they don't know anything about an alternative because they all you're you're either a comic or you're not. Whereas like we're from the generation where there was two camps, wasn't that? Yeah. You're either a dicky bow tie mainstream comedian. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. That, gonna, that yeah. lot, yeah, and or you were an alternative comedian, and then um, in the last decade, maybe in the noughties, it all yeah. merged into one. Hopefully, it'll split a bit more now. So you've got like a. The, the comedians um, sort of look forward to that kind of thing. Is it, is it a, a gold, not a gold mine, but you know, does it make it easy to write stuff and sort of like when there's something to rally against rather than it's all kind of? Um, that's a that's an interesting question. Uh, sometimes I think people whinge about ridiculously trivial things. Mm. You know, they complain about um, you know how you can't get um, the lid off a jam jar or something there. <laughs> but toast land and butter side down and all that. And I think that's I've that's never when, heard that never that's seen. when the uh, <laughs> that's sure? when the authorities have won, haven't they? When people are complaining <laughs> about rubbish like that. <laughs> when they're getting screwed left, right and centre. <laughs> people are, you know, are complaining about super sillyest television programmes. Mm. Just don't watch it then. <laughs> <laughs> but is it is it inspired you to sort of like um, come up with new stuff where you're constantly writing and sort of looking at the world and yeah, it's always good. Railing, always, yeah, absolutely. It's good. It's good to complain. We need complainers. That's that's what makes for a good society. That's why you want to live in a country because people complain. Mm. The moment that uh, becomes insipid, yeah. the moment people just accept their lot and people say, oh, you know, this is a great place to live. End of. That means that is the exact opposite in, in definition because. They're just going to accept anything that comes along, and yeah. that's that's not good for society. Going back to your show again, make young people not doing that. There's far too many of them don't. Yeah. Do, you, do you reckon we can change that, or is, it, is yours is your show a self-help thing where you're trying to get young people to sort of? Well, no, more an observation, really. Mm. And, uh, I'm not telling anybody to do anything. It just highlighting the. Yeah, it, it's um, you can tell from. Uh, quite minor things like if you go to a student union mm. I noticed this last year when there was student union and in the um, the uh, PA system between before the gig started they were playing Pink Floyd and um, Jimi Hendrix and uh, a little bit of early Led Zeppelin and uh, which unit was this? Stuff, this was, a, was a, 
Reading University and that was played in the background and that was quite radical of course 42 years ago but <laughs> is it yeah. now but imagine in 1969 I don't think they would have been playing Bing Crosby would they <laughs> when all the, the young student hippies were you know it, it is, you know, it is when, when there was a riot going on in Paris and things you go yeah let's um play a little bit of um, bo, 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 yeah, bo, bo, bo. this is what the young people want <laughs> nobody cares but that, that's quite, sort of in a way quite minor but yeah you, you move that through and um They've got very little to hang their hat on young people these days, haven't they? Have you, have you, have you noticed, um, have you, I'm guessing that you've got some young people in your crowds at times. Absolutely, probably they, the do majority. They go, do they go with it? Yeah, they tend to. So yeah, they, they go, yes we are. We yes, are. that's right, they do. A lot of them do, actually. <laughs> and I quite like them for that. But they're, they're, they're the ones that don't need to be saved. They're all right, aren't they, really? <laughs> Have you, have you done a lot of universities recently? And I, I, I work in student unions. I've worked in student unions, and it's been weird to sort of see the kind of dying off of kind of student politicising kind of. No, I've seen that over twenty years. Yeah, definitely. It, it's sort of like you know, who's Nelson Mandela? Why have we named a bar after him? Yeah, I mean, nobody's bothered, are No, not really. Yeah. And um, do, do you think? Do you think it's going to? Have you seen that it's going to come back again? That they're getting, or is it misplaced? Kind of. I don't mentally? know. I think. I think um, over the years of. Um, Obviously, legislation for breaking up unions and uh, and of course like the demise of industry and things mm. has left a lot of people without a voice and without uh, without something to be collectively proud. You know, mm. uh, and I think that's they've they've had their balls took away. I think lots of generations of yeah. and young people. The, the more young people come through, the more they they're more bothered about. Um, more by the material goods, you know, yeah. material base. Wasn't on the Xbox, I've got to get a new iPhone, yeah. this is that kind of... We're keeping up with other young people. Mm. And I feel that that's just, it just perpetuates the, the problem, because mm. everybody's a bit disunited, aren't they? Mm. That kind of rise from the 80s, that everybody says, oh, it's from this point on about capitalism and the kind of drive to look after yourself rather than... Well, I feel so, I've grown up through that, and I, yeah. I feel that that's, um, that's, that was the catalyst do you, think, do you think that's been sort of like downplayed a little bit? Why do you always go on about Thatcher, Thatcher this, Thatcher that, the other? But people who've lived through it actually sort of. Well, I can understand. It's a bit like our generation wondering why people went on and on about the war. Yeah. But also, um, I, I, I don't think if you if you're brought up in a society like it is now, uh, which is very material based, mm. you don't know anything different, do you? Yeah. And you all you know is about getting on and getting doing well and doing better than other people and uh, mm. one-upmanship it's because that's what you've been brought up in so I'm not blaming young people uh, yeah. but it used to be the communities like saying about Newcastle mm. and Liverpool and Cardiff and, the, the, and all the surrounded areas yeah, and, and they were built on communities who worked in a specific thing and all knew each mm. other so it's shipbuilding and that yeah. kind, of, that kind of stuff so we're talking about talking about voices just going on to the voices do a bit about local radio um, <laughs> <laughs> What do you what do you think about local radio anyway? Um, in general, do you, think, do you think it's a good voice piece for um, it for can young people? be, but invariably it isn't. Some of the greatest greatest things have come when they've been commercially based. You just look like American television. Yeah. You look at the history of ITV. There's been some great shows. Um, so you can't blame the fact that it's a commercial background. But I think it's a lot of people telling people that run these stations that this is what people want to hear mm. and I don't think it necessarily is what people want to hear is that the, necessarily is there, is there any, any people on radio that you actually look up to or admire or sort of like, like to listen to or down the years yeah of course like John Peel mm. was uh, a lad he was lad. yeah well he was Man. the world wasn't he yeah in Heswall I think 
Um, but yeah, um, he was um, he was uh, uh, very much. Um, well, I don't think that would have that wouldn't have worked on a commercial station. I don't think. I don't think it would have happened. Because, um, because they were looking at figures, or I think so. Yeah, and I think there's 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 too much of that now. Even the BBC's like that now. Mm. Just look at figures, and and you know, in in a weird way, John Peel should have been given an award for. He should have been given a knighthood for services to um, export, because the amount of bands he discovered over mm. forty years yeah. that went to do very well and earn a lot of money and, and enhance British music. They, that was absolutely wonderful, and um, you know, there's uh, there's loads of stand-up comedians who've come throughout the years, um, which have been championed by I don't know maybe the BBC, and uh, if local radio had taken them under their wing, but they don't because they just look for they look for people who are already there, you know. Yeah. Just just to wrap up then, um, obviously in Edinburgh, are you going to be coming down to Liverpool? Hopefully sometime soon. Yeah, I'll be down in Liverpool. I should, should imagine in the autumn. I think I've got something in the autumn. You've done a lot. October. After House, I think I saw. After yeah, House, yeah. I was there just before the French kit started on 30th and 31st of July. I think I'm at um, Baby Blue at the end of October. Um, yeah, I'm always down now and again. Well, Gavin, thanks for, thanks for coming on to the, uh, onto the uh, comedy quota. Uh, and hopefully we'll uh, speak to you when you come down to Liverpool again. Absolutely. Cheers. It's been a pleasure, mate. Cheers, mate. So a big thanks to Gavin there, who's inspired me to get my arse in gear uh, and start asking more questions, uh, which I'll do next week with former Blue Coat pupil and defender of the BBC, Mitch Ben. Uh, thanks to all the guests um, that were on the show. Uh, look out for us on Facebook, um, at Liverpool Comedy Quota, obviously. Uh, also on Twitter, at Comedy Quota on Twitter. Uh, and in the meantime, take care and spike your hair.